Welcome in, ladies and gents, to another episode of Valhalla. What's up, Mr. Mike Pike? What's up? Glad to be here. Another great week for the Vols. I know, man. We are. We have a winning streak, Mike Piper. <laughs> Don't That's call the comeback. Don't, Don't call the comeback. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if everybody's not a little nervous when they see Tennessee on their schedule now, well, they should be. <laughs> they daggum should be because we got the we got our first winning streak since 2016, I think. Oof! Wow. That's yeah. Uh, that's a fact I did not care to know, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts the heart a little bit. Like it's just dark. The, yeah, the ball fandoms uh, are just like, wow, really? That's it, not Oof. even not even like a scrub in a in a Vandy in the last three years, you know? Right. So, this is what we got now. So, gosh, first time we've beat two teams consecutively in three years. That's yeah, that hurts. That hurts. Yeah, I don't. Do you know what the stat is on three in a row? Oh, I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know if I want to know, but oh, that's kind of what I'm hoping against Kentucky this weekend. So, really, really hoping oh. that happens going up, uh, going up to Lexington. So, um, what are you thinking? What do you think it's going to look like? I mean, we we had a solid little outing against UAB defensively. Do you want to touch on that? And see what? Uh, yeah. See where it takes you in the in your optimism for Kentucky. Man, so the UAB game. I was there. I was I was in Neyland, and mm-hmm. it was uh, the environment wasn't quite what I was hoping for slash expecting. It was it was pretty empty, but um, I felt like the balls put together a pretty full game. Um, offensively, there was there was a little to be desired, but I think that's kind of expected with the injuries that we've had at quarterback. You had Garantano playing with a broken hand. Yeah. Um, so and that UAB defense. I mean, I know they've played a lot of scrubs, but I think coming into the game, they were top ten defense in the country. So, be better than we were giving them credit for coming into this game. Um, but overall, I mean, I think there's a lot of positives to take away uh, into the Kentucky game. Um, I think, you know, you, you had a shutout for three quarters. Uh, yeah. I saw, I saw somebody say, you know, if you tack on the South Carolina game, you've had a shutout for five quarters prior to that fourth quarter touchdown that we gave up. So, um, I think there's a lot of room for optimism defensively in, partic- in particular. And I think that if we can manage to keep this uh, low, to be a low-scoring affair, then I think we have a really good shot at beating uh, Kentucky on the road because um, I think we can score three touchdowns plus on these guys. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. so, yeah, I I think reflecting back on the UAB game, looking ahead, um, I'm optimistic. I know that we started out as dogs, but now I think the line's evened out to maybe even the Vols being a slight favorite uh, last I'd read. Um, I'm, I think with them being so one-dimensional, unless they – decide to give – I can't think of the other quarterback's name right now. But with them being one-dimensional the last few games, I think we have a really good shot at being able to hopefully stop them and, and contain their offense and get some points on the board. Yeah, the, the guy's name uh, – is Sawyer Smith you're thinking of? Yep, yep, yep. Sawyer Smith. Yep. That's it. Yeah, I, I guess I watched him in that Florida game. And, you know, I, I watched the first half of that game and I was thinking, man, you know, this guy can play. And then it kind of really tapered off and he had some turnovers. And I think he got – got banged up in that one but that's one of those we'll see how that goes as far as are we going to play another Kentucky wide receiver slash quarterback oh goodness but I, I'm with you I don't really know how the versatility is going to go I don't know if he's going to be playing or not um, I think it's leaning towards him being active and trying to play so uh, makes me a little nervous because it's like who, who are you going to prepare for right. um, and is he just there for the decoy or is he just going to step in and 
be their starter kind of worries me a little bit, um, especially I, I think, yeah, just for the versatility aspect, that's all really is. But right. um, I, I'm with you, man. The UAB game, our defense, again, has just been on this this tear of whatever happened in that Mississippi State week prior, or I guess prior to the Mississippi State game, that week of practice has just carried over so well. Yeah. So well. We're, we're getting after quarterbacks. Um, I think a couple of those interceptions were – uh, honestly, from the pass rush, and then right. one, one of them was Bryce just making a big time play. But uh, that the tip ball and the the, the scary, the you know, because I know I saw some. Uh, did you see the? I don't remember if it's like their. I don't know if it's just a tip, another fan site like we are, or if it was a, a reporter. But they wrote a comparison on UAB position compared to Tennessee position. Did you see any of that? No, I didn't. Okay. So the guy goes down the list and breaks down position group and it's who's got the advantage and he'll do the advantage even or, you know, whatever on either side. Right. <laughs> and the only advantage he gave Tennessee was, um, I think the secondary <laughs> and that was it. And I was like, wow, really? I mean, interesting. Yeah. So they, he, he really believed in Tyler Johnston, and his ability to make big time throws and have the green light, but as we saw, that defense just absolutely ate that poor boy alive. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you What did you think about the line? I know it was a little banged up. Did you think? I mean, I know that I think that uh, what's his name Fair. They had a big the, their big no, nose tackle. I think it's yeah, Tony it's huge. Tony Fair. I mean, he's going to play on. He'll play Sundays. Yeah. How, how did you feel like we looked overall? You know, I. It was a disappointing, I think, performance from us along the offensive line primarily, um, more so than any other position group, I think. And I think you just saw our young tackles kind of have a bad game. You know, Wanya Morris didn't play super well. Darnell Wright didn't play super well. Yeah. Um, and, but, you know, I think if there was a game for them to kind of have a bad game and learn from it, it was a good one to for this to happen on, where we had the game in hand pretty much from start to finish. Um, so I think – you know, if they kind of experienced some of the learning curve and hopefully figured out some things that they got to fix before going into Kentucky, then I'm definitely okay with that. But yeah. um, beyond the tackles play, I, I felt like the interior offensive line did pretty good. I didn't feel like they got a whole lot of pressure through the middle. Uh, most of it seemed like it was guys just getting beat around the edge, um, from what I can recall. So I, I think overall I've been really pleasantly surprised with how the offensive line has performed, uh, particularly in the last four or five games. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they took a, maybe a small step back last week, but hopefully it's one of those where they can kind of take a look in the mirror and figure out what they need to do differently to prepare for Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of hope that that's just the the health factor kind of worries me because I know uh, you could definitely tell that one was still hurting, right? still struggling. And I think that just kind of one of those that always the offensive line uh, with it being such a like – tight knit group and you have to have help if somebody's struggling that, you know, when you try to make it, when we're not overly crazily talented anyways, whenever people are trying to help, help out one guy and it slows somebody down and you miss, you miss assignments, it kind of makes you worry a little bit. And I mean, I know they're not, I know Kentucky's not the defense they were last year. I know there's no Josh Allen sitting out there, but they're not terrible. So, you know, it's still SEC talent and it's still guys that have, showed out a few times this year so i don't know uh, i i'm really hoping that um 
we keep the same defensive intensity, I think that's just going to really carry over just like it did this week with field position, stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm thinking the same. Yeah. Um, seven o'clock game night. It's probably gonna be a little cold. Was it, was it pretty cold? At it UAP? was, was yeah, that, dude. It was getting chilly up there. On I the think bleachers. that's, I think that's why a lot of people, cause that was kind of my thing was I was like, I got offered a ticket on Friday and I was like, well, you know what? I hadn't had a weekend at the house in a while. I'm just going to chill right. here because you know, I'm a pansy <laughs> nowadays and I just want to <laughs> stay inside and just watch it on the couch. Well, there's something about those aluminum uh, bleachers that, I mean, it could be 50 degrees and I still think I'd be cold sitting there. Yeah. Always, always. <laughs> and like, you know, and you don't get it either because you're surrounded. You're, they're just packing you in like freaking right. sardines up there. But yeah, it's okay. I'm glad, I'm glad you made it though, buddy. <laughs> yeah, me too. It was, it was, it was fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, so with all that being said, I, I, I know we're optimistic but cautious for the Kentucky right. game. So looking ahead, and after what we saw last week, we have some momentum for the first time in a long time. What are your thoughts? Are the Vols more likely to go 3-0 and or 0-3? Man, uh, my, I think 3-0. and You know, I, I don't think – Three and zero is crazy likely. I don't think zero and three is particularly likely either. If I had to put, if I had to put like a percentage on it, I would say maybe twenty percent chance we go three and zero, win out, um, and then I would say uh-huh. I would think less than a ten percent chance we don't win a single one of these games with the ways with the way we've been playing the last three or four weeks. So um, yeah, yeah, I, I think still probably the most likely outcome is two and one, um, which I would honestly. I mean, I'm not going to be thrilled with that, but I would be at least happy with that after the start that we had to end up making a bowl game when a lot of people were projecting us to finish, you know, two and 10 or three and nine, um, hitting the panic button. I think we've kind of salvaged a, a decent season out of what looked just to be an absolute dumpster fire at the beginning. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think, you know, if I'm having to place, place a bet uh, on one or the other, I'm definitely taking three and O over O and three. Uh, but that being said, uh, if I was betting on a finish, I would I would probably pick two and one before anything else. Yeah, yeah. I asked that question on the Revolution Network last yesterday, and I, I wanted to know what your thoughts were because I, it's one of those if we lose to uh, just to play a little devil's advocate mm-hmm. here, if we were to lose to Kentucky, I could also see a very similar finish to last year where we just kind of give up. We can't. We're okay. not going to make a bowl okay. game, you know. Like, and and then you just also just plummet down I thought that'd be very yeah. balls of us I don't I don't think we have the same weaker minded mentalities as that that previous the couple previous teams right. did but I think you know I, I would I'm kind of with you I think if I were to put money and I, if I had to pick one or the other it would probably be three and oh but I could also see a very balls move <laughs> and to go oh and three because you lost the tough one at Kentucky right. like it's gonna that I mean that's a very very important yeah, game for huge. Kentucky Huge. Yeah. Have you ever been up there? Uh, I haven't. And I almost went this weekend. I ended up um, going, going on a camping with some guys this weekend or I would be out there. But I, gotcha. I haven't been out. Is it, it, is it Kroger Field? I used to uh, think it was Commonwealth Stadium. Yeah, Kroger Field. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I really want to make it up there sometimes. Have you been up there? I've never been. And I was, I was kind of thinking the same thing. But 
I, we have, I've got vacations and stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to save some cash. <laughs> I'm trying, trying to, trying to, trying to buy Smart a house. Play. Plus I've got, yeah. Plus I've got vacations. And then the boys roll in with, Hey, let's go to Columbia for a buddy's bachelor party. So you're like, well, I'm going to have to save I mean, you know, it's one of those things like that's a place whenever you're, you're, when you're going there, it's very expensive as far as your flights right. and stuff like that. But when you get there, it's dirt cheap. But still, I know it's going to be a bachelor party. So <laughs> we'll see how that all works out. That'll but, be a yeah, wild time, I, I'm man. With, That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, but we were, we were just kind of wondering. And I know there's, you know, some some parking spaces and stuff. And it looked, looked pretty expensive this weekend. Because, like I said, it's going to be a monster game. Very important for both yeah. sides. Uh, I think this actually could wind up being a – pretty tight game because there's gonna be a lot of people after the LSU Alabama game that are just gonna turn over and watch this and it's probably gonna be very similar to that Florida game day game where people are just gonna have way too much pressure <laughs> on very subpar oh, teams yeah, <laughs> yeah. so because this is gonna mean a lot to Kentucky to finally have a chance to beat us again because they thought they had it last mm. year <laughs> so to circle back to kind of your argument I hadn't even really thought about last season's November collapse. I guess I'd blocked it from my memory. Oh, yeah. Um, I know. Just trying to keep that as far from the front of my mind as, as possible. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, yikes, that could certainly happen. And, and I feel like we've hopefully advanced past that stage. Um, and I'm in my mind, I guess we had. But, you know, this is still a lot of the same guys. And while I feel, like you said, maybe the mentality stronger, I feel like the leadership is better. Yeah. With, with Juwan and Batuli, I mean, you're still carrying over a lot of those guys from last season that pretty much gave up in the yeah. month of November. So it'll be interesting to see how they respond, particularly if this week doesn't go like we hope it does. Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, um, to we'll stay a little bit – sorry to be on a little bit negative side here, but we did lose Jay Hardy this week. What were your thoughts on mm, that in the recruiting man, trail? That was a shot to the heart. You know, he had been a guy that had long been forecasted to be a vol. Um, I think, like, all the crystal balls from the recruiting gurus all across the southeast, everybody was projecting him to be a vol. He had visited UT um, and rumored, you know, that he told a lot of people around the program, guys on the team, um, fellow high school seniors that would, you know, be a part of this class with him that he was going to commit to the vols. Um, I guess it was yesterday morning. And then, yeah, just kind of came out. I think everybody was anticipating to pick UT and he put on that, you know, orange and blue instead of the orange and white. Um, and caught a lot of people off guard and I, man, it stung, you know, cause he's one of the best players in the state um, mm-hmm. at a position of need. We just lost our number one defensive end prospect in this year's class. To, uh, he, you know, switched and flipped to LSU. So I was thinking, yep. okay, if we can pick up Jay Hardy, you know, that kind of remedies that, you know, pretty much an even swap as far as caliber goes. Um, but to see him go and choose the Tigers, it was a big blow. So, yeah, uh, I'm just I'm kind of hoping it's one of those. It's not over. Um, you don't I don't know. He doesn't strike me as that kind of kid that's going to uh, change his mind and, and end up going back to UT. Maybe if the wheels fall off at Auburn and Malzahn ends up getting fired, which didn't seem likely a few weeks ago, um, then things could change. I'm not sure. But what yeah. do you think? I- well, I was kind of thinking, I was like, man, I, I legit thought this, that was almost like a 100% lock, mm-hmm. you know? Same. And then all all of a sudden, I get the news and I was like, because I, 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 I got a message from a friend and she is a humongous false mm-hmm. fan. We're, we're at work 
and she sends me over an IM. She's like, I can't believe this hurts. Really hurts. Why did he, why did he not, why is he not coming to Tennessee? And I was like, who, what, what happened? (laughs) I didn't know. I had no clue, no clue. And that was probably one of the last people on my mind that actually thought, um, being here in Chattanooga, you, you hear a little bit about the guy, you know, here and there, just, just word around, you know, when you have a big time recruit, right. especially here in Macaulay and if you're anywhere close to downtown, people talk, right. especially this time of year, high school football is pretty big around here. So I thought the last person I would have ever thought, but, uh, I guess he visited Auburn maybe a week or two yeah. ago and, you know, they just sold mm-hmm. him and I, and I, and I get the, especially to the extent of their stigma down there being this monstrous scary NFL eight and NF like defensive line play program that uh, I get the, I get the, right. the, the, the desire to go down there and do right. it. But man, especially whenever you're like a, an all vol guy to tell everybody, and especially if those rumors are true to go in here and be like, yeah, I'm coming, I'm coming here. Right. And then all of a sudden flip over. It hurts, you know, <laughs> it does, it hurts. man. Oh, Certainly does, and I think he's a legacy too, if I'm not mistaken. Like I think he had a cousin or a brother that maybe played here. So, man, really, yeah, yeah, I could be wrong about that, but man, it it stinks for sure. And it it definitely wasn't something I was expecting. That was one that I thought about writing. Uh, Jay Hardy commits to the Vol story in advance, just because that was one of those that you thought was pretty much locked up. But hey, oh yeah, doesn't always go how you think it's going to go. I guess, but. Well, thanks a lot, Jay Hardy. You just <laughs> left us out. I want a, a great article that you already had written. You basically already had the idea, and it was written right. Up, and you're you're just breaking breaking hearts. hearts left and right for sure. Thanks a lot, Jay. <laughs> just totally what ruined. Sure, totally ruined. Yeah, thanks a lot. Well, uh, tough one at the end of the week, and I'm really hoping the team actually rallies around this heartbreak and does really well this weekend. Yeah. So hope hope for the yeah. best. Um, but one team that did get a W already this weekend, the basketballs, they're back, baby. Love it. Love it, man. Yeah. What a, oh, what a great game. I felt like we looked really, really strong. Um, I mean, obviously didn't get the huge win that I was kind of hoping for going into the game. I know UNC Asheville returned, like, I want to say 80 to 90% of their production from last season, even though they were pretty, pretty bad last year. Um, yeah. But I feel like it was good to get some kinks out. It was a totally new system. Um, as far as just having guys that weren't used to carrying the load, having to carry the load um, with Bowden and Lamonte. So it was good to see us, you know, have a comfortable win and, and um, kind of see new guys rise up like, like Pons and play a big role in the offense. Um, so what was your takeaway from the game? Um, well, I'm kind of with you. I thought it was a very slow start on our part. I think – I just think that continuity wasn't quite there because you could definitely tell – that Josiah didn't want to step on anybody's toes as far as trying to be do too much. Uh, Lamonte and Bowden both had that, wow, this is a whole different offense. <laughs> I don't really know exactly what to do right. now. Like, like they've always had the mentality, like they're 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 gamers, man. They want to they want to have the ball mm-hmm. in their hands. Lamonte, especially as far as on offense and scoring, and that's what he wants to do. But he's always at least had bone bring it up or there's always the option to it to grant in the post and that's gone. Right. And I thought there was a little, I did offensive identity struggles, mm-hmm. uh, put out the article this week and welcome back, back, to, back to basketball. And, um, I, 
I wrote about, I thought that that's probably the biggest thing for this team is just finding a new offensive identity because there's no Admiral or Grant thrown into the block. There's no Admiral to, you know, make the big three or there's no Jordan Bone to just have elite quickness. There's just not a lot of that. Josiah James is not the scorer that people are going to think, you know, especially when you have guys like Cole Anthony putting up 34 last right. night. He's just not that guy, right. you know. So I, I think I think it's a big worry for most people. Um, you think a lot of all fans are going to have a little nervousness when he's every when he's only putting up ten, seven, and five. You know, it's a great stat line. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think there will be some nervousness just because I think you're you're a lot less multidimensional as an offense as you were in years past. You know, last year you mm-hmm. really had six or seven guys that could take off on any given night and really carry the team offensively and and like you yeah. said and touched on I mean you had guys that were almost like the default or the the safety valves I guess I should say where if you got in trouble you knew you could find Admiral in the corner or you knew you could find Grant down on the low block um, so yeah I mean I think you're really going to have to see probably some more consistency from the key players just because you're not going to be able to spread the ball around um, yeah, and have the scoring shared like we've had it or seen it shared in years past. So I don't know. I think I think you all fans need to be patient with the development of the offense and the development of these players as they step into new roles and a new system and kind of have to figure out how to shoulder the load. Um, but yeah, I, I think we'll see that the players really uh, grow and develop over the course of the season as well. So that's something else you got to take into consideration is not only are they going to you know, grow from season to season, but they're going to grow and change and develop throughout the season as they get more and more familiar with, you know, how the offense is going to run and who it's going to run through with a new roster, essentially. So, yeah, um, we get Murray State next next week, next Tuesday, and this is not the Murray State of last <laughs> year. There's no John, there's no John Morant hanging around that I know of. Honestly, there. disappointed. Uh, Would have loved to have seen the Vols play John Morant, but oh, could you imagine? <laughs> that dude's filthy. Yeah, that, yeah, and he is playing so well in Memphis oh, right yeah. now, dude. I've seen some just yeah. crazy highlight reel plays, and it's we're only like what ten games of the season. I mean, he's he's crushing yeah. it right now, but he's doing so well. And yeah, I, I was, I, I mean, I watched. Probably, you know, you start to hear those rumors, especially around like midseason. If you're if you're a college basketball fan, you 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 see something you're like, hey, this guy, watch out for him. Plays at some mid major, and then you're like, okay, it's you know Murray State versus I don't know Air Force, and it's a random Tuesday night, nothing else on. You're like, okay, I'll tune in and watch this guy. And you're like, oh, right. I get it, I get it, you know. And especially you're you're starting to see that. Um, but back to the Vols. Uh, next week, you know, there'll be a solid team. Murray State's always one of those kind of teams that hangs around. They'll make a tournament even with or without a John Morant type. Um, I think that uh, that'll be a nice little test. And then we've got Washington. I think that's like in Canada, Yeah, it's right? in Ontario or, or Toronto. Um, yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun game, I think. I wish I could get off work and get yeah. off there. Cause that'd be I'm sweet. Sweet City, watch a neutral site game against Washington, who I think is kind of – projected to be in a similar place to us where they're, you know, kind of a perennial top 25 team. Um, should be a good game, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, they're, they're playing, uh, I guess they have Baylor, number 16 Baylor tomorrow night. Um, so you'll get a, get an eye test on there on them tomorrow. Uh, I, I do like that. We have a game in between that 
to kind of we you know this I feel like Asheville was a nice kinks worked right. out. Uh, you 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 saw you don't. I try not to take a, especially a first game where the jitters were definitely oh, intact. You sure, saw Lamonte make sure. some. Lamonte made some bad passes, and but that got kind of worked out. Bowden was kind of out of position, out of place. Some not out of position, out of place sometimes mentally, as far as like I don't know if I want to you know flow with the offense or do I take this and Josiah Jake. You got three guards out there. There's the, and that's that's why I'm thinking it's kind of like a nice little progression. Go into Murray, get this Murray State game. They're going to be way better than UNC Asheville. No offense to Asheville, they brought a lot of guys back, but that kind of works out worked out for us because they didn't have a ton of size. And I think, you know, agree or disagree here, I don't know if you think having Folky be our biggest guy right Ooh. now really scares yeah. me. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, it'll probably be teams that we really struggle with defensively just because of that. You don't really have – unless – I know they're going to try to appeal the Euros decision, but, like, unless you can appeal that and get some more size down low, I think you're really going to have a tough time against teams that have a really big guy down low. Um, and you might even see us play some zone. I feel like, you know, in, in those situations where you don't really have anybody that can really match up um, with a team that has somebody strong down low, you kind of – switch to maybe a two, three or something like that to try to share the load and yeah. share the you know, garden down low. But then if the team's got a big guy and can shoot threes, then you're really in a, yeah. really in a tight spot because they can spread out the zone. So it'll be tough, man. I really, I think that's kind of the number one weakness of the team looking at it. Um, just from like a outsider's perspective at this point, we haven't really seen him play a lot, but you know, I like Fulkerson and I think that he yeah. can take some big strides and I'm hoping he does, but um but yeah, like with him being really the only guy that's got any experience um, playing down low, you could be could be in a tight spot in some of these bigger games. Yeah, and I think where Fulky really thrives is like we all know his effort. He has his little you know new baby born deer uh, aspects to him sometimes, but also like those hustle plays where the bigs down. Yeah. He's he's very active. Like he is. Gonna have when well, he's gonna play a lot of minutes this year, but he's gonna play a lot of very tough minutes because he plays very hard, very fast, rim to rim. Like he's definitely the guy that gets the most miles on his legs throughout a game, and that's gonna wear other teams down. Where you know some bigs are gonna want to bully him because he's not the biggest, thickest guy, right. but he's act he's active. He causes you havoc. I mean, heck, you've always you've always played some guy in pickup that just is like just just calm down, right. dude. It's just. But that's folky all yeah. the time, and that stuff that stuff helps whenever you when you're not the biggest or the thickest guy. So I, I do think that he's gonna have his effort really really helps him in his cases of if he is gonna be smaller. But um, what'd you think about uh, what'd you think about some of the incoming freshmen here, man? Overall, sure. I thought we had three three really kind of show yeah. up. Man, I think you know coming into the game, I wasn't sure what to expect. Obviously, you'd heard a lot. Um, just about Josiah James and then um, – but I don't know. I mean, you got some good production from Gaines and from um, some of the other guys. So I think it was it was really good to see um, people step up and, um, yeah, I mean, have some, some big contributions, um, some from the yeah. bench. And what about you? What what'd you think coming out of this game and getting to um, see some of these uh, new faces? I really – Devontae Gaines might be – might wind up being my favorite player on this – this yeah. team, like he's going to be able to guard one through three. 
And I think that's what's crazy about this team is the fact that we have so much versatility in the backcourt as far as size and length that's going to help, I think, to make up for some ground because it's gonna we're going to have a lot of ball pressure. We've got um, – Josiah James is a – you know, he's a big freshman. He's a very well-framed freshman. Yeah. And I think, you know, 6'6", long arms, you know, decently broad shoulders, he's going to cause some havoc. He's our starting point guard. Like, he's our legit starting point guard. And they're listing uh, Lamonte and Bowden as just guards. It's mm. kind of how they're doing it. So, uh, I think, you know, we're going to have to have really, really good – on ball pressure, and I thought we saw that saw that from Lamonte, especially towards the end of the end of the game. Yeah, so, I was very, I was very pleased, and but also like my last point, I just think I think Gaines is going to be very very versatile. He seemed very confident, um, and to hit on the pawns, I think East Pawns was the most confident I've ever seen him on yeah. the court. And I'm really curious to see how that pans out because I know last year. I really thought, okay, he's turned a corner because the first half of the season, I feel like we got a lot of good production out of out of Eves, um, you know, yeah. both ends of the court. And obviously, I think what we saw, you know, last night was, um, or I guess two nights ago now, was even, you know, far surpassed what he was able to put together offensively in previous seasons. But there's been basically yeah. what I'm saying, there's been other times where I thought, okay, maybe he's turned the corner. Maybe he's going to become the player that we thought he would be there for a while when he was Rick Barnes highest rated recruit before he started pulling five stars like it was, you know, taking candy from a baby. <laughs> so, yep. um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I really hope so. I like him. Obviously, his he's got a crazy high ceiling with just the athlete he is and the frame that he's got. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I'm with you, man. I mean, Gaines, that dude, you know, he's got a – he's another guy that's got a big frame. He's, you know, got some good athleticism. And he, he could be an elite-level scorer for us if he's able to develop and Rick Barnes is – um, I don't know, able to just kind of coach him up because he's a guy that, you know, isn't going to project to be one and done. He'll probably have at least no. a few years in the system. Um, and he's got the size. He's got the frame. He's got a lot of the tools. It'll just kind of be a matter if he's willing to put in the work. Um, yeah. yeah, I was I was really encouraged by what I saw against UNC Asheville despite, you know, a slow start and maybe not beating them quite as convincingly as we would have hoped. But No, yeah. we definitely let off the gas towards the end. For right? sure, yeah. for sure. But – yeah, well, so I wanted to ask. I, I wrote about the article. Do you think Eves? Because you know, I feel like Rick Barnes, the way he and his staff develop players. Now I know we've lost some guys to them getting head coaching jobs and things of that nature. But under Rick Barnes' system, everybody improves, but there's always one guy that takes leaps and bounds. And I thought it was you know we've had the Kevin Punters. Grant took humongous strides. Yeah. Uh, his sophomore to junior year and you know admiral made a huge jump last year and, and i thought wow man you know we have three guys well, i guess four that are actually playing solid minutes in the nba yeah. off that program and definitely guys that were never supposed to do that as far as coming out of high school so i'm kind of hoping do you think eves ponds is the guy that steps up this year that's his most improved player i think I think he's as prime of a candidate as anybody, you know, and I, I think, yeah, um, you know, I, I did have that caveat kind of in my mind of seeing him, what I thought was going to make a big jump last season and not really end up finishing the season like he started. But man, he looked really good last night uh, or two nights ago. I keep thinking we're, <laughs> yeah, I know, dude, this week's freaking flying by, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, Eves is a guy that 
he's just prime for it, man. He's everything's yeah. there. He's just got to put it together. Um, but I think Lamonte Turner is another guy that's, and then I know that you know he's been coming into the season, been a guy that was pretty well thought of around the league. But I felt like you know he just looks like a new and improved version of himself. And obviously he made some mistakes, but I feel like just from a physical standpoint, he looks like he's developed and matured. Um, and I think. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that I heard talking about how much he wants to be the best defender in the SEC this year. Um, so I, I think he's a guy that's got a lot of grit, a lot of determination. That's a lot of what I've loved about his game over the years. And I think that I think we'll see him take a really big step this season and kind of become the go-to guy for the Vols. Um, so I'm I'm, curi- I'm curious yeah. to see how everybody is able to kind of put it together this season. But if you didn't pick Eves, who would be your who would be your second guy of somebody that you're looking to have a breakout year? Uh. Yeah, um, I would probably have to say Monte, but also I, I really like the Finnish guy. I, I can't, I don't know, I don't want yeah. to totally butcher his <laughs> I name. I know his first name is Olivier. Yeah, Olivier, <laughs> man, I don't even want yeah. to try. I, I feel like I'm going to totally, but, but Olivier, man, he's the one that I I, I don't think it's going to be this year. He's not going to be the most improved. I'm, I'm kind of with you on the Monte because a lot of people have the speculation of, just because they were already like being our preseason number one option, they can't really improve. But I kind of think that's baloney. I think Lamonte is going to have a chance because he's going to have the ball in his hands right. so much that he, you know his usage rate, you know things like that. Hopefully, he doesn't go like James Harden route. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he, his use his usage rate and like you said, his defensive ability that was another one. That was the backbreaker last night. Was whatever he just. Straight up, you know, went rip city and took it end to end, basically on the on the on the like, point guard bringing it up. I mean, the guy was just like, "Oh my gosh!" And that's the thing is that that was our biggest encouragement last year, seeing Lamonte take that defensively um, throughout the tournament. And even though like we got a tough foul call, Klein did some really good things against us against, with Purdue. But you know, for the most part, Lamonte did a really good job in that game against Carson Edwards. Um, caused him some havoc, and he did that all throughout the tournament, SEC and throughout the NCAA tournament last year. And I think I'm kind of with you. I think he makes these huge strides defensively and just has an impact that we hadn't quite seen yet. Um, I'm really excited about that. But Olivier was one that was my most shocking Mm. because I didn't really – I'd heard really good things, you know, and you can take so much away from a highlight film, especially from a guy that's from Europe. But he looks super athletic. Like his potential yeah. to me, like he, he's going to spread some big guys out. Now, unfortunately, he is going to be our backup forward. I don't really think we have a true center right, right. now. P- please, please, please get Euros for us. <laughs> Begging for that one. That's all. I want um, for that's going to be. Man. That's all I'm asking for. That's all I want for Christmas is Euros, <laughs> baby. Give me a true seven footer, mm. baby. Yeah, I, I'm Olivier, man. He he took it to the rack a couple times. He doesn't. He seems like he doesn't like his body language isn't confident until he gets the ball. And then I was like, he took it to the rack one time, and I was like, oh, he's got a very very quick first step for a big yeah. fella. Uh, he can move. He had a couple defensive plays, but um, yeah, I I was very very impressed. And I think those three. Forwards that we have with Olivier, Pons, and Fulkerson all being very active and very, you know, 
kind of high flying guys as far as I mean I don't know if Folky's you know going to win a bunch of dunk contests, but the guy was the leading shot blocker in the state of North Carolina for right. a reason. So I, I think just pure effort, it's going to really help out. But I, I was very I was very pleased to see Olivier come in, show some athleticism, and I was like, okay, we're going to be okay whenever you know our boys come out for the bench or if we get in foul trouble, I think we'll be okay for yeah. a short amount of time. So. Yeah, and I think you know you've kind of touched on this, but I, I could really see Folky being kind of a, a Dane Bradshaw guy. And obviously he's larger than Dane Bradshaw, but just kind of that glue guy, the effort guy that, you know, when you need um, need a big play defensively or, or need somebody to bring some energy and pump up the team, I think he can definitely play that role for this team. And, and I'm hoping that he can be a, yeah. a solid 10, 12, maybe even 15 a night um, and take that next step, just like we're hoping for Eves um, and some of these other guys. But um, yeah, I'm curious to see. I'm curious to see how he develops this year and and what we're able to get out of him, particularly if Euros doesn't get become eligible because we're gonna honestly need to lean on him down low. Yeah, we are, and I'm I'm. I, I, there's a lot of questions and concerns that I have for this team, uh, but only time's gonna tell on that. I, but again, you know, it's if I it's so funny because we have Rick Barnes. And, you know, everybody can talk about his tournament record and all that crap, but look at his development in players throughout his entire career. That's where I'm so optimistic is, like, his improvements throughout seasons and, like, the way guys develop over off-season especially. I'm like, man, dude, you know, we we have talent-wise, this is such a drop-off compared to last year. Um, But – you're also like, well, he can take a mediocre team talent-wise and make them into a tournament. Right. You know, like a, you know, an eight seed at, at worst. I, like I, really, I legit think that we can wind up because we have a setup. We talked about it on last week's episode where we have this nice little setup where if we win half of our big non-conference games and, you know, half of our regular season big games, then, you know, we're going to wind up making it because we'll have a solid yeah. resume. So I'm, pl- I'm, I'm pleased, man. I, I just – I'm. There's some questions, but I'm also optimistic that they always get answered with this with this coaching staff. They always get yeah. answered. I mean, you think about that season where we didn't really know what to expect. I guess it's two years ago where we came in and we were, like, picked to finish bottom of the SEC. Um, and then you just saw guys like Grant and Admiral and Kyle and, and Bone take all these huge steps. So I think, you know, you never really know what you're going to get from one of Barnes' team just because of the massive development um, – that takes place in guys throughout the course of their career at UT. So it'll, it'll be mm-hmm. really interesting to see the, the kind of leaps that um, guys are able to make. And I'm hoping for big things from all of our guys, particularly the guys that have been in the program for a few years now. So me too, man. Me too. Well, I want to talk about something else that's massive and that is huge Texas O-line <laughs> Kyrie Miller. Baby. Oh man. I got fired up when I saw that commitment. Not even going to lie, dude. Like, guy that's flown made mainly under the radar but he is massive humongous <laughs> dear jesus i saw the video i saw the video of him today which was funny there was two big like humongous humongous younger kids uh videos going around it was him it was calories video and there was the other sixth grader that's yeah. like six five yeah, two, I saw 360 i saw that one and i was like i don't know which one's <laughs> i can't tell you which one's different you know um, so but were you were you pleased? Were you pleased? With Honestly, that one? dude, I was very pleased. He's a guy that 
I mean, granted, I've only seen some highlights, but in his highlights, he's shown some serious flashes of strength, of power, of athleticism. Um, so he, I feel like he's a guy that if he came here, shed 30, 40 pounds, he could be probably really light on his feet because he already looks relatively light on his feet for his size. Um, so I think that's a big pickup. I think it's a guy that um, at this point in the in the recruiting season, you don't really take a chance on a guy um, when you're in on some other big O-line prospects. Like we've got a few prospects out in Memphis that we're still after that I think we have a good shot at landing. So I don't think they take this guy unless they feel really good about who he can become and who he can develop into. Additionally, yeah. even if he doesn't lose weight, he's a guy that you can put in in a goal line situation and just run it right behind him. You know, it's like exactly. even if you don't get any production out of him from any other time, like offensively, if he's a guy that you can put in on, you know, first and goal, second and goal, third and goal, fourth and goal to try to get that last push to get into the end zone. I mean, those are the kind of plays and drives that can make or break a season. So, um, exactly. I don't have, I, I think it's a good offer. I think, you know, anytime you can get somebody that's just a bruiser, um, that's something that I, <laughs> I feel like he's, he humongous. Huge. he's huge. I'm just looking at this video right now. Like, <laughs> my Lord. And honestly, like, I, I know a lot of it's bad weight, but like, there's some guys that you look at, like Terrence Cody was, you know, 370 and he was just gross. Like he just, he just looked gross, yeah. you know? And he was still dominant. Yeah. I mean, you got to give him – he was very dominant, did very well. That he was. Uh, at Alabama. Yeah. But, like, honestly, for a high school senior to be 370, he doesn't look like he's just, like, morbidly obese. Like, he looks like he's got a pretty good frame and just looks like a mammoth of a man, really. Yeah, I mean, he do, he's he got the gut. But also, <laughs> he's – like, his picture of him, he, the Vols picture that they took, another thing about guys like that is – What's their quad size look like? You know, <laughs> like are they just absolute? Like, if they've got a humongous base, mm-hmm. like the, the guys you worry about are like the the skinnier leg, right. humong, humongous top guys. We're like, that's not great right. weight. But this dude's got a base yep. and a half. Like you're not mo- you're not moving that nope. <laughs> brick brick. Insert fun <laughs> words after that. Um, but yeah, I, I was. I was shocked to see because I, I, it was just, it's kind of funny. Like these, there's just humans out there that uh, you didn't, I'm glad I didn't see those oh guys. Oh my gosh. Cool. Just would have gotten wrecked. I, I, honestly, I never, I've never seen six, five, three, six, no. And move like that too, man. Like he, yeah. on one play, I, I see him getting downfield blocking and you know, he's 10 yards downfield, just th- like slinging dudes around. They look like they're half his size. They probably are half his size, you know? They literally are half his size. <laughs> like a 180, pretty average size human being is literally half his size. So that's crazy to think yeah. about. So I, you know, I'm really pretty pleased with it. Like you said, I mean, he's got a pretty good build. Kind of reminds me of maybe a bigger Wanye Morris, kind of the big base, big legs kind of yeah. guy. Um, so yeah, you know, I Jay Hardy's man. I was really thinking that we were going to get two big wins over the course of two days, but. Um, still, yeah. I think Vol fans can be pleased with with picking up a guy that can be a a line pusher. Um, can really, yeah, probably get a goal line touchdown within a, a season. Just show up at UT, and he's bigger than anybody we've got along the O line. So, um, yeah, it's just it's just that's the trust in the the weight program and stuff like that. Like, these guys are going to learn to to get better with diet. And also in the weight room, like stuff like that, he'll shed he'll shed a lot of bad right. weight as, as soon as he gets here. It's just just the part you know. There's too much science, and you know, too much as far as you have to have 
great strength and conditioning now to really set yourself apart. So I think he'll be just fine when he gets here. Yes, he'll still be a extra large human <laughs> being, but he'll be he'll be fantastic for us. And even if he's a mover, heck, I'll yeah. take it. Yeah. You know, he's a big he's a big play situational guy. That's right. fine. If that's 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 his worst case right. scenario, and I think he'll be I all agree. right. Worst case scenario still might be a game changer for you, you know. So exactly. Well, anything else you need to touch on, bro? Any balls? Yeah, man. I, you know, I wanted to touch on. I'm really happy and excited for AJ Johnson. He's been tearing it up for the Broncos this season. I don't know if if anybody's Mm -hmm. been following um, his progression this year, but he was just voted the uh, defensive player of the month in the AFC uh, by Pro Football Focus, who does a lot of. data science and statistics to kind of measure how players are performing on a week-to-week basis. And he's grading out as the number one linebacker in the NFL for the first part of the season. Oh, like, it's amazing. Yeah, man. just totally, you know, every, most ball fans are aware of kind of the tumultuous turns that his career took um, and then the unfortunate circumstances that he found himself in. But I'm really happy to see a guy who had to sit out a few years, um, get his name cleared, and then get the chance that he got in the pros, and he's taken full advantage of it. So, Really, really proud to see a guy like that just tearing it up in the league um, and hoping that, you know, mm-hmm. he gets everything he's worked for his entire life. But Yeah, because that, that was a tough journey, mm-hmm. man. That is one of those that that rape case really, really brought him down, and it was two years of that. I thought I, – I wasn't sure he was playing very well at the time. I wasn't sure if he was ever going to be first or second round. Right. But he was, he was a legit second – early third day draft. Yeah, for sure. I agree. And that really, really hampered him in a situation that wound up getting cleared. So uh, mentally, like for somebody to have to go through all that and rally back and do what he's doing now, especially that's a long, hard road when you're an undrafted free agent. I mean, I know it's a little different now and, you know, the Seahawks have built this path for, you know, players to definitely get, valued even if they're not drafted i feel like they've been they've nailed yeah, that they but then the bronco broncos defense he aj found an opportunity and he f- just stepped on that freaking capitalization and ran with it yeah. i love it did you see that video of him in the locker room making dinosaur noises what <laughs> yeah no. so it was like one of his first big games uh he had just had like a breakout game i want to say had like nine or ten tackles and they're like interviewing him and somebody in the locker room's like, "Yo, AJ, like, give him, give him the dino noise." And he just like makes this like velociraptor sound. And he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, I call myself a velociraptor because I'm out here just, you know, eating up goats in the backfield and stuff like that." And it, it was it. it was hilarious, man. If you can find the video, it was it was you know very very oh, funny. That's, oh, that's ha- that's oh, happened. That's yeah, happened dude. tonight. <laughs> it it yeah. was good to see a guy just have a smile on his face, and and this was kind of before or I guess at the beginning of him going on his tear and, and performing as well as he did. Um, yeah, yeah I, I was happy to see him have success aside from all the allegations and the things that he kind of struggled with on the back end of his career at UT to get a chance in the league and to be making the most of it. So heck yeah, yeah dude. Shout out to AJ. Heck yeah. Yeah. Shout out to you, AJ, man. I'll kind of want to end on that good. Note. Yeah. Redemption. That's man. positive. Redemption. That was redem- beautiful. a redemption. Great redemption story. <laughs> Let AJ Johnson be your motivation for this weekend. All Amen. right. <laughs> yeah. Well, as always, Big Mike Pipe, it was a pleasure, bro. Pleasure. Always a pleasure. Yeah. So, as always, follows us on Chat 10 Sports. 
You can find myself at MC Green four two three. Where can the people find you, Mike Pipe? Chase, they can find me at Big Mike Pipe on Twitter, on Instagram, pretty much any social media channel you can find me. I spend most of my time on the Twitter sphere, so that's probably where you will find okay. me if you're looking for me. But yeah, give us a follow. Uh be glad yeah. to interact with any any Vol fans um any time of the day or night. And uh, we also, Mike and I had this conversation today. We vowed to write more. Vowed to write more. That is, we're going to be, even though you may not love our writing, <laughs> we're going to love our writing. So follow us on Chat 10, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And peace Articles out. Articles coming GBO, your way. V4L. Woo! Go yep. balls. See you, buddy. All right, I got shoes under my feet forever and I'm staring back.